welcome to the Well and Wealthy podcast with your host, Alicia McPherson. Welcome back to another love note. Hello, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about losing weight and balancing our hormones. So how to do this weight loss journey while keeping our hormones in check by keeping our hormones balanced and aligned is a priority and how it's going to help you become more successful in your weight loss journey. So I'm excited to have this conversation today. I am currently in late luteal phase. So you'll notice I, I definitely feel it, but I, I, I feel like you can hear it too. The change in my energy, the change in my tone. When we're in this luteal phase, we tend to go inward. We tend to be a little bit more or a lot more intuitive, possibly a little bit more run down as our stress stress response tends to be quite heightened. So I feel that energy in, in myself. And when I listen back to my recordings, I can definitely feel the vibe difference between luteal phase and into follicular and ovulation where I'm very happy-go-lucky. I've got a lot of energy. I, I talk a little bit faster. Whereas in luteal phase, everything feels a lot slower. feels more intuitive. There's more flowing energy to it. So you might notice that difference in today's podcast as I'm talking about hormones, talking about alignment in this episode, we're also going to talk about cycle syncing and why I think it's important for our weight loss journey. But I also can really feel the differences um, in my energy and my mood when I'm in luteal phase. And there's a way that we can actually um, strategize our weight loss program so that we're taking these hormonal fluctuations into account. So see if you can recognize the differences and maybe how you show up in your life in luteal phase, whether that's lower energy, whether mood is a little bit different, confidence, motivation, you, you might notice some subtle shifts. So today we are going to discuss losing weight and balancing our hormones and why those two are very important to have together. So when I started my weight loss journey, the priority was very much don't eat as much, right? Lower the calories down. You're, you're gaining weight because you're eating too much. That was the typical advice I was given. And also the advice was exercise more calories in equals calories out. And that's what we had programmed into our brain. And what I had to learn throughout this whole journey was, although that can be important, that is important for women's weight loss hormonal balance is really the key. It's got to be the priority because when it is, everything becomes a lot easier. Your energy improves, your mood improves, your motivation improves, you feel better, you feel less inflamed, your stress is more manageable. So I think about women's weight loss journey, the strategy is about activating these fat burning hormones and calming and regulating the fat storing hormones. This is what I consider the key to success is when we really start mastering this, activate fat burning hormones, calming and regulating fat storing hormones. We start to see some exceptional results and sustainable, effective, um, um, resilient results in a female body. So this doesn't mean that a caloric deficit is you know, bad, it's wrong. I, I do believe that calories in, calories out does hold some weight, yes. But what I find the majority of women that we typically work with have some sort of metabolic dysfunction. And we get metabolic dysfunction from years of under eating, years of yo-yo dieting. Um, maybe we've been over exercising, over training, past competitive athletes, maybe you have underlying infections, gut issues, stress 
overload, right? If we've been dealing with stress, chronic stress for the last five, 10, 15 years of our life, then that's going to pile on and cause big issues, right? Maybe we have lingering hormonal imbalances and that's affecting our metabolic rate. So although the deficit can be important, if we have these signs of metabolic dysfunction where our metabolism isn't properly utilizing the calories that we're taking in, then my first point of attack is to fix that. It's to balance out the hormones so that we can lose this weight. So we can definitely lose weight by just eating McDonald's. Like this caloric deficit, yes, if you're just eating McDonald's all day, you'll probably, and you're under eating, you'll probably, you know, lose lose weight. But most likely, you're going to feel exhausted. You're going to have pretty bad brain fog, hard to concentrate, hard to focus. You have no motivation. You could be very irritable towards everybody, everything, life, right? That feeling of nothing's ever good enough for judging. Maybe you have EMS symptoms, period problems. Maybe it's cravings, menopausal issues, right? When we're not eating to support our hormones, we don't feel good. And I know a lot of you can resonate with being a high performer, right? A high performing woman who doesn't settle for mediocrity, right? She doesn't settle for less than. She demands a high quality, high caliber of life. And she's not willing to sacrifice her energy, her mood, her confidence for the sake of a few pounds. So hormonal balance is is really truly the answer to losing the weight, but also performing at a high level. Your energy is high. Your mood is high. You feel calm. You feel like you can move through challenges in your life with grace and ease and acceptance and surrendering, but still go after all the goals that you have, all the dreams that you have to be the kind of partner you want to be, the, the daughter you want to be, have the best relationships you want to have. I believe the key to this is really understanding and balancing our hormones because yes, you can totally ignore your hormones and say, you know what? I'm just going to go on this extreme diet. I'm just going to eat 1200 calories. And if you were consistent and were able to do it long-term, you'd probably be very successful, but you'd feel successful. I'm going to say in losing weight, but you'd probably feel awful. And why women typically can't stick with this is the symptoms the consequences of this kind of diet are so severe that it's no longer worth it. She might be losing weight, but she's so exhausted. She can't get out of bed. It's not worth it. She might be losing weight, but she feels inflamed and puffy and irritable. It's not worth it. She might be losing weight, but there's so much inflammation in her body from this kind of diet that her back hurts, her knees hurts, her elbows hurt. Not worth it right? So we really want to think about how can we, yes, get the body that we want where we feel hot and confident, but also in a way that's not sacrificing high performer markers, which is your energy, your mood, your motivation, your confidence. So this is where hormones come into play and being able to have it all, right? Looking the way that you want to, feeling the way that you want to, and also performing the way that you want to. So I call this delicate balance hormones. (laughs) It's the hormones. So one of the first things that you want to look at for yourself is cortisol. If you've decided, you know what, I want to lose this weight. I want to feel better in my body. And I'm committed to honoring, respecting my hormones. If you've decided and committed that these two things are going to happen for you, then the first thing I'm going to look at is cortisol issues. How stressed are you? What phase of adrenal dysfunction are you in? Because if we have someone that has fairly severe cortisol issues. So 
extreme exhaustion, um, I call this burnout or a dorsal collapse phase, then weight loss is not going to be the priority. So weight loss is a trigger. It's, it's stressful. You are putting your body under stress to lose the fat. So it is stressful. And when we start doing things to lose more weight, it aggravates the body. It aggravates your symptoms. You end up feeling a lot worse. So if we have someone in this dorsal collapse, this exhaustion phase, instead of focusing on losing weight, we focus on healing healing the body, healing the adrenal response, getting your energy up, your mood up, your motivation up, you start to feel alive again, and then you can start shifting the priority to to weight. Now, often what happens when we start doing this is you might feel less puffy, you might feel leaner, maybe the weight doesn't change, maybe the inches don't change, but you ultimately feel more confident, more optimistic again. And so that's the sign to me, okay, we're moving out of exhaustion, we're starting to get a little bit better of a nervous system regulation, our adrenals are at a healthier level, so now we can shift into losing weight. So there's three phases of these cortisol adrenal issues phase one is this overstimulation in that phase losing weight is is very possible we just want to be mindful of it the next phase down we're starting to move into exhaustion and then phase three is exhaustion so in that phase three that's the the time that i'm going to say you know what i I can see that you're exhausted you're not able to properly function your motivation is so low here's the thing when people who are completely exhausted try to go on their weight loss journey, they last maybe a week. And then the motivation is so low. They're so tired. They stop caring and they give up and then they beat themselves up about it. Why can't I stick with this? Why, why is this not working for me? Why am I not motivated? They start really beating themselves up and making them feel bad that they're not able to stick to the plan when really it's just, they're exhausted. They, They don't have the fumes, the fuel to actually do the things. So it's not your fault if you're in this place where you feel like you are in that phase three exhaustion and you can't stick with something. It's not your fault, (laughs) but we do want to shift the energy away from I've got to lose weight and focus in on that healing because when your cortisol response is at a healthy, normal level and it's behaving as it should, then the weight is going to come off a lot easier. So when we have a client, we look at what phase of adrenal dysfunction they are in phase one, phase two, or phase three, phase one, phase two, that's that overstimulation. We can do weight loss efforts there, but we're just very carefully watching if anything that we're doing could potentially move them into exhaustion, then we've done too much. So we're very mindful of that. So we want to repair that adrenal response. So that cortisol is at a healthy level again. And so what you'll start seeing is your energy rise your mood will appear more optimistic, right? You you see things in a different lens. Your perspective changes. You're more uplifting and positive and happy. You're not as easily triggered about small inconveniences in your day. Overall, you might be feeling less puffy, less inflamed. Maybe you're starting to build muscle mass. You might feel leaner, even if the weight and the measurements aren't changing. It's just this overall feeling like, like a weight has been lifted off your chest or the cloud has left and it's full sunshine in the sky now. So that's one thing we're going to look at. So when we have, when we have our hormones, I kind of think of them as these fat storing hormones and then fat burning hormones. 
The three fat storing hormones that I like to put a lot of emphasis on at the beginning, because when you can tame, control, regulate, calm these three hormones, all the other ones tend to fall in line. I kind of think of these as the leaders of the pack sometimes. And when one of them is just super mad at you because you've been doing all the things to make her mad, she rebels, she gets all her friends together and she just goes on a riot. So I emphasize the healing of these three hormones first, because as you start healing them and calming them, really, I want to say calming and regulating these hormones, then the other ones are like, okay, cool. She's calm. I'm calm. We good. And that's um, insulin, cortisol, and estrogen. These three amigos can cause a lot of damage in the body when they're not balanced. So when I look at someone's weight loss goal, I look at how is their cortisol level? And that's what we talked about a few minutes ago. What does their adrenal response look like? Then I look at insulin, their blood sugar. Are they having um, blood sugar balanced meals? We'll talk about that in a bit. Is their insulin relatively stable? And then estrogen, do they have good detox? What are their periods like? Any PMS symptoms going on? And we just look at these three and we, we work to calm and regulate them first before moving on to other things. Because a lot of times if we can help with that cortisol and help with that insulin, the weight is going to fly off. If we can help with the estrogen within three months, things start really shifting in terms of body composition. Now, in terms of calories, calories, kind of a hot topic in weight loss. What do we focus on? So with clients, two, two kind of pathways we can take with how many calories to eat. Do I focus on calories? Is it a priority? What do I do here? Now, as I mentioned at the beginning, we have a lot of clients that come in with metabolic dysfunction, meaning that they've been under eating or, you know, in the state of caloric deficit for so long that their metabolism isn't properly utilizing the calories they're consuming. They're not getting the adequate energy for their body. Maybe they don't have enough mitochondria. There's not efficient, good quality mitochondria. And so we see this metabolic dysfunction happening. So if we see that with a client and they're eating way below the, the, the calories that anyone should eat, then we're going to do more of a reverse dieting approach. We are not thinking about cutting your calories down. I'm actually going to probably boost your calories up so that you're meeting your metabolic demand so that you actually have the fuel to support your body, to support your hormones, to calm the stress response down. Because if your body's in the state of panic, because it's not getting enough fuel, right? You're going to spike cortisol. You're going to spike insulin. You're going to have raging inflammation in the body and your body's going into this unsafe mode. It is not safe. We don't have enough food to survive. Hold on to everything. Hold on to the fat, slow down the reproductive function, slow down the thyroid, conserve. And it's going to make weight loss, fat loss in particular, resistant. So if we have metabolic dysfunction, and we might see that this with hypothyroid cases, Hashimoto sometimes, but if we see these, these signs of metabolic dysfunction, we're going to start boosting calories up to meet, meet metabolic demand so that you have enough fuel to support your hormones so that the body's in a place of safety, your body, your cells, your hormones know that they're going to get fed. And now we can focus on releasing the extra weight. Now that's one situation. We may also have a situation where Maybe you do need to cut back in calories. Maybe you have been overdoing it. You're not sure how much you're eating and you've been eating more calories than necessary. Now, what 
people typically tend to do is they go on the diet and they like slash their calories in half. They just 1200 calories. I'm going to do this for four weeks. And the body doesn't love this, especially a female's body. It's very sensitive, especially if you're going to do this in luteal menstruation phase, your body is very sensitive. So if, if you have to start decreasing calories, I'm going to go very slowly with this, a slight caloric deficit. We do not want to shock the system. We do not want to do anything that's going to alarm the hormones. We want it to be slow, very, very slow cut back in calories or else the body and the hormones rebel slower, the better. The other thing with calories is I'm really focusing on building muscle mass. And when we build muscle mass, we have a really strong quality and quantity of mitochondria. And this helps our thyroid, it helps our metabolism, and it helps with building our hormones. So this is the conversation I like to have around calories is, is someone severely under eating? Do they have metabolic dysfunction? Then there is no way I'm going to be cutting back their calories. If they are in exhaustion or even phase two, I'm not cutting back their calories because that is stressful on the body. And I don't want to do anything to stress the body out more when they're already in a place of exhaustion. So that's one thing to look at. The next is, okay, do you, are, is your adrenal response? Okay. Right. Do you feel, are you in exhaustion? Are you overstimulated? What's your adrenals like? What's your stress like? And then do you possibly, can you start decreasing calories if you've been overeating? And so with this, we're going very slowly with this. And instead of just cutting back calories, I'm going to focus more on possibly protein um, to build up that muscle mass so that we have healthy thyroid, healthy metabolism. Now, also with, with hormones, what I consider to be even more important than calories is the quality of food. The quality of food matters so much. Like I mentioned at the beginning, you could totally have a McDonald's diet. And if you were under eating, you'd probably lose weight. If you did a slight caloric decrease of calories, just eating McDonald's or Twinkies, you'd probably lose weight. However, I bet you, you wouldn't feel great. <laughs> you would probably feel awful. And also you will probably be losing not only muscle or fat mass, but also muscle mass. And then you end up with more like loosey goosey body composition instead of tight toned, lean muscle body composition. So I find the quality of foods to be the most important for hormones, especially more important than calories. So thinking about supporting our fat burning hormones and calming and regulating our fat storing hormones, balancing out blood sugar being the most important here. So if you have insulin, blood sugar, that's an absolute roller coaster, then this spikes cortisol in the body, spikes inflammation and spikes estrogen. So now you've got all three, all three liters of the, the fat storing hormone pack activating fat storing in your body. You've got insulin, cortisol, and estrogen all angry. If insulin is, is mad, it pulls in cortisol and estrogen and causes a fit and like holds on to all the fat. So balancing out the blood sugar with really good quality foods, making sure that you're not eating a lot of processed foods, right? If you're eating lots of protein with your meals, anti-inflammatory fats, making sure that that naked carbs is what we call them when, when you're just eating carbs alone. I would avoid this if you want to lose weight and really pair them with a protein or a fat. This is all going to help balance out your blood sugar. There's certain supplements that I love 
for balancing out blood sugar. And, and just keep in mind, everything I'm sharing here is general feedback for what we've noticed with clients and trends we've had in clients. Please speak to your healthcare provider. If you are looking for personalized weight loss support and a protocol, you can reach out to me directly and I can help you. All of this I'm sharing for educational purposes only. So I want to share and educate, but always talk with your healthcare provider if you think something that I've said might work into your treatment plan. So we've got the quality of foods, which is huge, and also anti-inflammatory foods, right? Anti-inflammatory fats, olive oil is one of the most incredible foods that we can be doing to support our hormones. It's so easy to just grab and put on salads and vegetables and and anything really, I, I would take two tablespoons and just pour it on whatever you're eating in the day. Amazing for hormones, for insulin. So quality of food matters quite a bit. Now I want to move into talking about exercise. This is a big thing. When we want to lose weight, we tend to go to the gym. We tend to hire the personal trainer. We tend to start moving more. This is often the first thing people do even before their, their nutrition plan. But when we think about hormones and weight loss and exercise, I like to I like to choose the type of exercise someone does based on their adrenal dysfunction. So going back to this stress conversation. So if there's three phases, we've got overstimulated. Now this is someone who is what I consider running on stress fumes. They've got a lot of irritability. They've got a lot of anxiety. They're probably not sleeping the best, hard to fall asleep, hard to stay asleep. They're very wiry energy, a very intense energy. They're probably relying on caffeine and they're probably thinking that they can't keep this up for much longer. So I think about the busy woman that's juggling four kids. She's got a very successful career or business, and she's just doing all the things all the time. Very busy, overstimulated. This was me in December when we were, I have two businesses. I work with, with healthcare professionals. I also work with, um, in the weight loss space, I have a weight loss protocol. We've got a Christmas tree farm. And then we had this addition. And so in December, I felt very overstimulated. There was a lot happening and I had to do a lot of extra stuff to make sure I was regulating that stress response. So that's the first phase, overstimulated. When we ignore this phase and we just keep running full speed, using all our stress fumes up, then we move into this mid-phase level. And that's when exhaustion starts creeping in, our libido drops, we feel more tired, you know, you're starting to feel like you're going down. And then we have exhaustion or dorsal collapse, which is we're done. I don't want to move. I don't want to get out of bed. I'm exhausted. You can barely, barely get the the functions, the tasks that you need to do in the day done. You often feel very emotionally disconnected, like nothing matters. You don't care about things that you used to really care about you might find that you're not as connected to other people. You want to isolate. You just want to stay at home and don't want to see anybody. So this is this exhaustion or dorsal collapse phase. Now, if I assess someone to be in any of these phases, there's going to be a different exercise protocol. Like if I have someone in exhaustion, you better bet that 30 minutes of HIIT training is going to make you feel a lot worse. And not just for the workout all day, you're going to feel like you got hit by a bus. So you better believe I'm not telling that person to go do a hit class, go to CrossFit, go to spin class. No, walking. You can walk 30 minutes, maybe outside would be ideal because nature therapy is huge and helps calm you down a lot. Maybe you just walk with, with no other stimulation. You're just walking. That's the most peaceful thing. No headphones, just walking and you're being, 
you've got maybe not your phone on you or your phone's hidden so you can't access it and check your emails and you're just walking. That can be very therapeutic, very healing, especially if you're close to forest nature. Maybe you want to play soft music in your ear too, something that's going to calm you down, but nothing that's really overstimulating. I used to listen to podcasts, but there were podcasts that were very stimulating podcasts, like how to build your business or learning about hormones. And I was listening in, plugged in, really trying to focus. And that wasn't what I needed when I was in an overstimulated place and I was trying to calm down. So really be mindful of how you're doing the workouts as well. When we're very ambitious and high performers, how we do things matters. If I think I'm going to calm down by doing yoga, but I approach yoga with this intense energy, I'm not getting the calming effects of yoga. If I go out for my walk and I've got this intensity, I've got a step counter. I'm like, let's go. I'm going to do 30 minutes and I'm going to, I'm going to go hard. There's a, the way that I'm showing up to that exercise is overstimulating. So I'm not getting the therapeutic benefits opposed to saying, okay, breathing. I'm going to take a walk now. It's going to be peaceful. I'm going to watch the birds around me fly. I'm going to take a moment and look up at the sky. I'm going to show gratitude for the trees. I'm really going to be present in this moment. There's a very different energy attached to this. So this is the energy that you want to have with exhaustion phase. And I I, I find one of the biggest lessons I've had in my life, it's not just what I'm doing, but it's who I'm being as I do it. A lot of women don't recover from burnout, even though they're doing all the things that they're supposed to do, the way that they're doing them, who they're being as they're doing them, this is what matters. You could do all the yoga in the world, but if you're approaching it with this very stressed out, intense energy of just trying to go through the motions, you're not going to get the benefits. But if you walk into that session, deciding it's going to be calm and peaceful and deeply healing the way that you show up into that session is going to change everything. So with exhaustion, I pull them back. Are you walking? That's good enough. Let's heal. We're shifting the focus away from weight loss into healing because you're going to get results a lot faster. Now, overstimulated phase, this is where you can still keep the intensity higher. I, I probably wouldn't do longer than 20, 30 minutes. If you're going to do HIT training, 20, 30 minutes. HIT is great because it can activate some fat burning hormones and helps regulate insulin. But common mistake is people go and do too much for too long. So they'll do 60 minutes or they'll do 30 minutes every single day. When instead I might look at pulling that back 20, 30 minutes of HIIT training, maybe three or four times a week and always assessing to see how do you feel, not just after the session, but the rest of the day. Because a sign that the, the exercise is causing more harm than good is the rest of the day you're wiped. It's hard to recover. Your muscles hurt for days after. And not just the, the feeling of you've worked your muscles and used them, this like deep exhaustion. So watch out for that. But I do notice most of our clients that are overstimulated, the exercise makes them feel better because they're ending that stress cycle. But I'd keep it short um, if you're going to do HIT, anything that evolves your entire body, like burpees are incredible, all body exercises and exhausted, but short spurts of it does really well for this phase. So that's exercise. The last thing I want to cover today is hormonal sinking and how this can help so much with our weight loss journey. So women, we have these fluctuating hormones. If you're into, if you're uh, menstruating into your reproductive age, we have 
hormonal sinking. If you're not perimenopause, menopause, then I tend to focus on cortisol, estrogen, and insulin. These three will save your life <laughs> and they'll fix all your problems if you can regulate and calm these three. But for menstruating women, hormonal sinking is where, where we can tap into the intuition of our body and really start to get into the flow. We stop resisting. So there's phases of your cycle where different hormones are leading the show and they require different requirements. So for example, me being in luteal phase right now, I notice my mood is a little bit lower. I'm quicker to snap. I'm quicker. I'm more irritable. My stress response is a little more heightened. My, my tone is slower. I'm more intuitive. I'm feeling into my emotions a lot more. So it's just a different energy into luteal phase. I know that my cravings are higher. My, my desire for carbs is higher and my exercise, I, I want to go slower during this phase. So I'm listening to that, but Five years ago, I would resist, ignore, push against these cues. My body would be craving, asking for me to slow down. And I thought that made me weak. I thought it made me unmotivated. So I would ignore them. I would push against them. I would still continue my diet. I would still eat strict paleo. I would still go to the CrossFit class. And of course, in that point, my hormones are mad and the fat storing hormones get activated. So when we resist, the cues, the signals from our body, fat fat storing hormones get activated and our fat burning hormones take a back seat. So now I've really learned to tap into that intuition of my body. I listen through the phases and I flow with them. And it's not hard work because it's so intuitive. Once you've got cortisol regulated, insulin regulated, I feel like your hormones, your body just tells you what to do. It lets you know that you need more calories. It lets you know when you want to slow down. It lets you know when you need more silence and less stimulation. It tells me, it's like, hello, I'm right here listening. Listen to me. But what happens is is the hormones your body is telling you and it's softly knocking or whispering and you ignore it. So it starts screaming, screaming and screaming and you're not listening. And now the symptoms are getting worse and worse. And screams are now painful, painful symptoms in your body. And then eventually you just become numb to them and it starts manifesting in these awful physical symptoms like burnout. So when we can really start tapping into the intuition, the body tells you what it wants, what it needs to get to a healthy, vital state. It knows, but often we've ignored the whispers. We've ignored the screams. We've become numb to our cues where we don't know what the body is asking for anymore. So by hormone sinking, we're starting to listen again. We're listening. What are you asking for? What do you need? What do you desire? And something that helps me a lot is I ask myself how I want to feel in certain moments, like really asking myself, how do I want to feel today? How do I want to feel in my body? And when I can set that intention, the body delivers. I want to feel calm. I want to feel regulated. I want to feel confident. I want to feel beautiful. I want to feel connected to other people. And then I can really start listening to what the body is asking for in order to get there. Maybe it is to take a day off exercise. Maybe it is to eat more food. Maybe it is to go out for takeout. Like what, what is it that it's asking for? Sometimes my body screams at me to meditate more. It's like, you need to meditate. You are psych. You are being crazy. Like go meditate. So I have to listen to those cues. And I know it's not always easy because sometimes we want to resist them. Sometimes we want to do other things. Sometimes we think it makes us unmotivated or, or weak, but tapping into this intuition allows the flow, allows more energy. It allows more connection with your body. And 
also helps you lose weight a lot easier because as I mentioned at the beginning, the goal is to activate these fat burning hormones and to calm and regulate the fat storing hormones. And we can do this by actually listening to what they want at different phases of the cycle instead of constantly resisting everything. So that's a summary here. Let's go through it. We've got for hormones and weight loss, one, we want to look at exercise and really basing this off our phase of adrenal dysfunction. If you're overdoing it, if you're overstimulating the body, this is going to activate those fat storing hormones. Quality of food is so important. You've got to look at balancing out your blood sugar, eating anti-inflammatory foods. Calories are really going to depend. Are you in metabolic dysfunction? Have you had a lot of chronic stress that has been piling on? Or are you someone that can potentially lower calories? And how can we do this in a way that's going to keep the hormones happy, stable, and not cause total chaos in the body? And then we look at your stress response and is the priority actually weight loss or should it be healing? Because if you're at a place of calm, regulated, healed, healing, balanced state, weight loss is going to be way easier. If you're in a place of exhaustion, collapse, hormonal issues, crazy, then weight loss is going to be a struggle. There's going to be a lot of resistance there. So often shifting that priority to focus on healing for two, three, four months is going to make you feel a lot better so that when you do go into losing weight and prioritizing that, you feel so good. You feel fantastic and it's easier to maintain and sustain. So thank you, my loves, for being here today. It is the time of this recording. It's December 22nd. So I just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. If you celebrate it, happy holidays. I hope you take some time to build some memories and lessons and take time to be present and really just show gratitude for this year, everything that you accomplished, all the experiences that you had, all the memories, all the lessons, the reflections of this year, and also what you want to anchor into in the new year. For me, this is a a calibration week for me where I go through my phone and I look at all the pictures of the last year and I just reflect and think about all the the things that I've done and the person that I've become. My 2022 intention word, I'm going to say, was uncomfortable growth. And with that context, I look through every month of me and Kirk's um, and our our photos, the gallery, I go through the months and I just look at all the moments that I've stepped into a lot of uncomfortable growth and allowed myself to move into my highest potential. So I love spending this week reflecting and showing gratitude and appreciation for everything that has happened, all the lessons, all the experiences. Some things have been very hard for me. Um, There's been a lot of growth that I've had to have emotionally this year. And I'm just so thankful that I got through it and made it to this point. I think I held off from the podcast. The podcast was my one of my 2022 goals. And I waited so long because in February is when I went through something very painful and it lasted until it got re-triggered in June and it lasted until this month actually. So this podcast was a moment for me to close that that wound and really start focusing on my healing. That was a big lesson for me. So I hope you take the time to look at your lessons and experiences and then also set that, that word for 2023. Mine is overflow. I want to feel an overflow of love and experiences and richness and 
abundance. I want to feel just an overflow of all these beautiful feeling emotions and the impact that I can create in the clients and, and all of the beautiful things. So overflow is my word. And I'm just calibrating this next week to what does overflow look like? How will it feel when I, I feel I'm in a state of overflow and really getting my body primed to accept that <laughs> and receive that overflow. So I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope you have a beautiful holiday, wrapping you in love, sending you all the virtual kisses. I'm so grateful you're watching this. Thank you, and I will see you very soon. Bye.